Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Carrie. And, and we're, we're identical, identical twins. twins. We are so excited to talk to you about all things related to church music here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Now each week we will break down a hymn. It could be an old favorite or it could be one you've never heard of. But it is our prayer that you will worship with us no matter what song it is. So let's get started here on Hymn Talk, Twin Talk. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Kelly. <laughs> we are here. You found us. We are Him, Him Talk, Talk Twin Talk. Talk. All right. So this is episode 59. Oh, my goodness. It's so exciting. And, you know, sometimes we have episodes that are just really about a hymn, mm -hmm. and other times we talk about other things. Mm -hmm. And, for example, today we're talking to an author. Yes. So this episode is just full of stuff. We're talking about the author of Paper Dolls, and she picked today's hymn. Yes. We are so excited about this. You know, we love hymns. We love music. But something that we have loved, you know, pretty much just as long as music has been in our lives. Right. You know, we've loved books. We've loved books. We've loved reading. Mm -hmm. Reading was always a big part of our lives. And we've passed that on to our kids, too. They love to read. Yeah, they do. So we're trying to get them to read paper dolls, too. Right. Well, so my son actually is majoring in creative writing right. at university. He wants to write, you know, the next great American novel. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to mention a hymn in it, and we'll put him on our show. So this is definitely a hymn talk, twin talk first. But we'd like to think that it's the first of many. Yes. I mean, is there any yes. reason why yes. we can't do this again? Yeah. I mean, if you're listening out there and you're a Christian writer and you have a book, talk to us. Let's yeah. put you on the show. So that's what basically happened. I mean, you know, we are trying so hard to be active on our social media. So we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Right. And so we found this author, Kara mm -hmm. Hunt. She's not only an author, she's a podcast host. Yeah. So we do have a lot in common with her. We do. I really like her show, too. It's called The Cheer Up Podcast. Mm -hmm. And when she announced that she was releasing this book, I was like, I want in on it. I right. want to find out about right. it. I want to read it. I want to do more with it. She was super receptive. And so we have her on the show. We're going to announce a book club. We are so excited. Right. So let's tell them what it is. Okay. okay. It's My How Life I Goes On from in Endless Song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. The title is My How Life Goes On From Endless Okay, okay. <laughs> Sometimes we're twins and we do things exactly the same. And sometimes we do them exactly the opposite. Okay. okay. The, 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 <laughs> the hymn is really known by two titles. Right. Yeah. And I know it. It's in my book at school mm -hmm. as How Can I Keep From Singing? Well, when Kara mentioned it to me, she said, my life flows on an endless song. And I was like, yeah, I don't know that one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then when I looked it up, I was like, oh, I do know this one. Right. So I guess the big question we have for our listeners is, one, do you know it? And two, what do you call it? How do you know it? What By what title? Mm -hmm. So this is a Robert Lowry tune with words that... A lot of people say are anonymous. We're going to talk a little bit more about it. It's a big mystery, you guys. Uh oh, a we haven't had one of these. <laughs> There's lots to unpack here. Yes. We're going to play the interview with Kara Hunt. It's awesome. And then we're coming right back and we're going to dive deep into this hymn. Yeah. Can't you gotta, wait. You got to hear all about it. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's talk with Kara first. Bye. We are so excited to have Kara Hunt here. Hi, Kara. Hi, Kara. Hi, Kelly. Hi, Carrie. <laughs> Kara, we are so happy you're here. You know, I feel like we were, you know, of course, sisters in Christ, but yes. like kindred spirits right from the very beginning. Yes. You have a great yes. podcast. You're an author. You and your co-host, Sherry, have a, just a wonderful friendship. It's a joy to listen to you both. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, I feel like I liked you from the second I heard you talk. And we are just so happy that you're here. Yes, so happy. And you're you're joining us from where? Where are you from? I'm about an hour, hour and a half outside of St. Louis, about 90 minutes northwest of the St. Louis area, small little rural area, um, which has its blessings. I love the small town feel. I lo absolutely love that. But recently, when I was trying to do a live television interview for, for the book, the producer was like, oh, let us test your internet speed. But because we're in a small rural area, yeah. the internet speed did not go anywhere near what they needed for live <sighs> television. Right. 
you know, it has its ups and its downs. That's and so funny. So. You co-host the podcast. It's called the Cheer Up Podcast, and you can find it on any of your podcast playing apps. But tell us about your co-host, your friend, and how the two of you came to even start this podcast. I simply cannot say enough about my sister, dear sister in Christ, Sherry. I call Aww. her Saint Sherry, Aww. okay, because <laughs> she is one of the most saint-like people. She's just, you know, one of the sweetest people you will ever meet from the inside out. Mm. And, and how did you meet? How did you find each other? Um, Through a Christian uh, fiction writers group. We're both authors and... We're both members of uh, ACFW, American Christian Fiction Writers. And this was about 10, 12 years ago, whatnot. And at the point, if you were, uh, like we're in a critique group, you would Mm -hmm. kind of submit the work that you were, uh, the manuscript you were working on. And then those who had time would kind of go through it, help critique it, and see if you were on the right track or whatever. And I didn't know her at the time. But she loved my man. She immediately loved my manuscript, and oh. she was reading them as you know as fast as I was submitting them in. And then one day, she just kind of just emailed me and said, "Hey, by the way, I just want you to know that I'm really, really enjoying the story, and this is why." And we just found out after that we had so much in common, mm-hmm. and so it was just kind of off to the races oh. after that. But she's she's really just an awesome, awesome person. I can't say enough about her. I could take up this whole podcast, but I'm gonna stop now. Oh, <laughs> so, so I nice. want to be called Saint Kelly from now on. Yeah. Well, I'm probably the only person who would call you that, so I guess I should start. <laughs> well, if we're like them, one of us is the saint and one of us isn't. So those are your two options. <laughs> oh, okay. Saint Kelly. Saint Kerry. Um. And she lives in Michigan, so you're not you're actually not together. physically together. No, we're not. She's like, wait, wait a minute, where am I? Up north. <laughs> okay. And do you ever get together and see each other in, in, in person? Does that ever happen? No, not yet. I was supposed to go meet Sherry uh, not too long ago, but I think that was right before the pandemic. Oh, right. I know. The right. pandemic really did. So yeah. you were in a writer's group with yes. her are you still in a writer's group did you have a writer's group critique the book that we're talking about uh yes not that particular group okay not, but i am still in that acfw group mm-hmm. through there i was able to meet you know other writer friends and everything else so it's seven of us now we call ourselves the quid pro quills oh, <laughs> oh i like that. i like that we've been together over a decade as, as well wow and the same so seven yeah, it's about seven of us all together. Wow. And, and how are you? Um, how do you meet? Do you, are you? Is it Zoom? Is it Skype? Do you just email? How do you actually meet? We have a private Facebook group. Oh. We've met at writers conferences. Okay. Because um, ACFW will have writers conferences, like either in in the St. Louis area or in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's it called? American Christian Fiction Writers. Yes. So you're getting encouragement and credit and feedback from Christians. So. You know, you would hope, you would expect that it's done with love and respect and honesty. I love that. And look at them. They've become such good friends. It's not just a writing group anymore. I love that. You're so lucky. Yeah, we've become really good friends. We know each other's kids. We pray for each other. Mm -hmm. Um, When when family members are dealing with stuff, you know, we share with each other and everything else. So we've become, you know, really, really close. Actually, if you listen to the podcast Mm. in in June and July, June and July, You'll meet, you'll meet about four or five of them. Oh, cool. Um, well, I feel so honored that we're talking to a published author. I know. And I'm so excited to read your book. Okay, we have so it right here. Oh, we're going to fight over it. <laughs> so here it is. Yeah. It's called Paper Dolls. Yep. And it's, it's <clears throat> solid. I mean, this is no flimsy, you know, right. 88 page thing nope. here. Yep. This is a solid piece of writing. So we're so excited to get our listeners to read the book. Yep. And then we can all have an online book club to discuss the book and meet you. So our listeners will be able to meet the right. author. And I've been talking about a Him Talk Twin Talk book club for months. Yeah. I mean, maybe even a year. I know. And whenever mm-hmm. I saw you putting this book out on Instagram, I'm like, that's it. That's what we have to do. We mm-hmm. have to do it with her book. Aww. So we just we are going to be telling our listeners mm-hmm. they can find out more about it through, you know, our social media, yep. Instagram, Twitter, we'll Facebook. We'll give the link of how to buy buy it. Yep. And order it. You can order it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then yes. we're hoping we can all get together on Tuesday night, August second, yep. seven o'clock Eastern Standard Time. 
and we will chat about the book Mm -hmm. and I'm sure our listeners will have questions for you. I find that talking to an author after I've read the book makes me fall in love with the book even more. Yes. Because you just, you hear a little bit about the process, you hear a little bit about the thought behind it, and it just deepens your love of the book. I have loved every author chat. I know. I love author chats. Yeah. Tell our listeners a little bit about Paper Dolls and what they can expect from reading it. Paper Dolls is book one in a Habakkuk series. Okay. The the whole series is based on the book of the uh, Habakkuk. Okay. And I say Habakkuk, even I heard some other people say it different. Habakkuk? I Habakkuk? thought it was Habakkuk. Yeah. Habakkuk? Yeah, so I, yeah. I you I say Habakkuk, Habakkuk, we say Habakkuk. Habakkuk. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> and, um, and of course, he was like a little, you know, he was a prophet, not well right. talked about or anything like that. But his, the, of the little short book, is it basically is, him just wondering where is God while all this craziness is going on around mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And that's basically what he's saying. He's like, God, where are you? Do you not see this? Right. Do you not see that? Mm-hmm. And by him being a prophet, he had other people coming up to him and saying, where is God? What is he going to do? What is he saying to you? So he would get kind of down and out about it. But then he realizes when he's having a conversation with God, like God had a plan all along. Mm. Habakkuk wasn't happy. Right. with the plan right <laughs> you know if, you know initially but then when he realized oh i see where you're going with this this book was it doesn't take place in bible times it's a current book it's contemporary christian yes. okay so it's inspired by this old book but it's about mm-hmm. modern day people well this is so interesting we're going to read this paper yeah. dolls book and by the time we meet you will have your second book finished is that the plan yes Yes, That's crazy. Yes. Do you, like do you have a title for that one? Is it like Paper Dolls Book Two? No, no. Well, so there's five characters in um in Paper Dolls. So like I and I mentioned them before: Kai, Priscilla, Idia, Leave, Mary. Each one of them are going to have their own books. It's going to oh, pick up okay. where it oh. left off in Book oh. One. So in the first story, it's going to be. Um, Kite's story, her okay. name is K-I-T-E, is going to be her story. So it's oh. going to end up being like a seven book series. Seven books. Well, I just, I haven't read it yet. I haven't started it yet. But I peaked right at the beginning. I love that you have a cast of characters. Mm-hmm. I think that just yes. being a theatrical person, <laughs> yeah, right. I think having the cast list is so good. And, I mean, it doesn't take long to realize that you have a set of twins in here. So Kite oh, and yeah. Wendy are twins. So we, Kite and Wendy are twins. Yes. Yeah, we're going to hear of their. So Kite is the first in the in book one. Yes. So I'm sure we'll yes. hear a lot about her being a twin. Yay! Was there anything yes. that inspired you to make her a twin? I mean, you didn't have to. Um, I mean, we think twins are awesome, right? We would like a twin in every know. book. Actually, I think if I would have had mine brothers if I could have actually pulled it off I would have made them triplets because I've been uh, fascinated by yeah. you know twins and triplets yeah. and, you know um, but that kite story just kind of this is going to sound weird but she just kind of told me her story she told me she had a twin mm. you, know? <laughs> you make me want to write you make me want to write I mean I have nothing to write but you make me want to <laughs> and their names are kite and windy I I love it kite and I windy. love it we're Carrie and yes. Kelly, so. So our parents had a little bit of a sense of humor yes. about it. Yeah. And obviously, oh, yeah. Kite and, and Wendy's parents, parents did, too. <laughs> and when you, uh, as you get more into their story, especially in book one, it tells why they were named. Okay. Uh, okay. Why their parents named them Kite and Wendy. So okay. I don't want to give it. No, no, no. no, 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 no. We want to read it. We want to read it. We want to read it. So our, uh, I'm hoping that it's this is sounding so enticing mm-hmm. to our listeners that they're going to want to read it and they, then they're going to want to discuss it with us. So I'm so excited for August 2nd. We need to make sure our listeners know that. And your listeners, too. Oh, my gosh. Right. Your listeners can join us, too. We've loved connecting people like through Instagram, Twitter. We just can find people and we can connect over hymns and right. hymn tunes yes. and hymn lyrics. And so right. you brought us a hymn that... Yeah. Carrie definitely didn't know. No, so I have never been in a church that sings this. This is known by the title, How Can, How can I, I Keep, keep from, from Singing? But also it goes by the first line, My life flows on in endless song. I mean, beautiful words. So th- this is a funny hymn it for is. us because we we have similar backgrounds. We grew up together. We grew up, we went to the same churches. Mm-hmm. We currently work at the same church. 
So our hymn knowledge is very similar, mm -hmm. except for this one. So this is a hymn talk to a talk first. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Carrie never had heard the song before. I never had heard the song before. But in my private school that I teach in, um, the principal of the school requested it. She said she wanted us to sing oh. it. So I, you know, found the music and I taught my students. We're going to actually hear them singing it later on yeah. in the episode. Her students are oh providing the music yep. today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's oh, a, it wow. is a beautiful song. It is a beautiful song, but I I it has a weird history. I have I've seen many different um words. Yeah. I've actually seen many different rhythms and keys. I know. Carrie. The rhythm and that? the time signature Yes. It can be cut time. It can be co common. It's so weird. Right, right. I feel like when I was doing the research, I felt like it was having a little bit of an identity crisis. Oh. Because if you look on Wikipedia, which I don't go which to Wikipedia. not like the best. Wikipedia right? that often. But no. they actually call it an American folk song. Oh. An American folk oh. song. They don't even call it a hymn. Oh. And then it said based on a Christian hymn. Originally written as a Christian hymn by Robert Lowry. Okay. And then yes. they call it a... Quaker hymn, a shaker hymn, and you would call it a Catholic hymn. I was calling it a Catholic hymn because of my school. Right. And Pete Seeger changed, oh, not changed the words, but he wrote additional lyrics. So it almost has this kind of protest song kind of feel mm -hmm. to it. Like mm -hmm. people are, are talking about the tyranny in the land. Right. So they've changed the words. I mean, this song has been around. I mean, I'll tell you right now, one of the huge changes that I have in my book from the church, like it's there, in the refrain, it says, love is Lord of heaven and earth. And I always thought that was kind of weird. Love is Lord of heaven and earth. Instead of Christ? Instead of Christ. But in other arrangements, it says Christ is, is Lord, Lord of, of heaven, heaven and, and earth. earth. What Do you think Christ is Lord of heaven and earth? Yes. See? Yes. I and I think that's the original Robert, Robert Lowry yeah, version. Yeah, Robert Lowry, yes. Yes. I mean, I... Yeah, I think apparently people have changed it over the years. Right. To fit whatever they, like you were saying, trying to make it a protest song or something. Maybe you know, love is Lord, I know. It. But yeah. like Jesus is love. Jesus. So I was like, okay, I get this. Jesus is love. Mm -hmm. Love is Lord. So tell us about your story with the hymn. Why do you love it? When have you sung it? And why did you bring it to us? I love the hymn simply because it's so representative of just my life in general, it kind of goes hand in hand in hand with the story of Paper Dolls as well. Mm. Meaning, because the, the at the core of the song is basically talking about all these storms can be going on, all yeah. these things can be happening, but as long as I'm holding on to the rock, you know, none yeah. of this stuff bothers me. Yeah, no and storm so can shake my inmost calm, while to that rock I'm clinging. Right. Yes, while I mean, to that rock I'm clinging, and it's that whole, like, all this stuff could be going on, you know, and all this stuff is going to go right, on. Right. It's just life, right. right? But you're calm on the inside when mm -hmm. everything around you is just falling apart. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what I love about that hymn. And it makes me think of your podcast, Kara. Yes. Because you are yes. the Chair Up podcast and the whole scripture verse, the whole inspiration yes. for your podcast comes from John 16, right? Like yes. in this world, you will have trouble, but right. take heart. I have, I have overcome, overcome the, the world. world. I mean, that's your podcast. Mm. That's my podcast. That's, that's your life. <laughs> Yes, I was going to say, that's my podcast, that's my life, that's mm. my stories that I, that, you know, uh, who will read my books. It's all going to be about overcoming with Christ mm. and, you know, knowing that even though the world may say you're a victim, you're really not. You're right. victorious, you know, in Christ and even in trusting him and holding on to him, even when you can't see the finish line, because that's faith. Well, Jesus promises <laughs> us you will have peace. It's yes. not maybe not the world's definition of peace, right? But you yes. will have peace. Yeah. You will have that inmost calm. Mm. I really feel like if we dug in our hymnals, we would find lots of hymns mm. that talked about God's provision and God's faithfulness, right? I mean, can you name some? Yes. I mean, great is great thy is faithfulness, faithfulness. Is, a, yeah. is a huge Absolutely. one. Yeah. Oh, God, our help in ages past. Yep. Yep. Um, How firm a foundation. Yes. But what, oh, yes. guide me, oh thou great Jehovah. Mm -hmm. But what this one does is it it brings us to praise. Right. You know, it's like yes. God, yes, my life might be a mess, and but right. God is in control, and what do I do in response? I, I sing. sing. 
Like that's, yeah. and how can I not? And how I, can I keep yeah. from singing? I love that. Yeah. And it just reminds me of the book of the Psalms. You know, you mm-hmm. saw David, you know, going through so many struggles, more struggles than we did. Yes. And he turned yes. to praise. All and we time. can see that in the Bible over and over again, where in times of trouble or doubt, I mean, even Mary, Jesus's mother, turned to praise when something yes. was going on, you know, they they praised. And so this hymn really captures that. Right. And that that's what we want our listeners to do. We want them to sing, too. We always say, keep singing. Keep singing. All right, this is great. This is great. You have got given us so much to be excited about. Right. So we are going to get the word out. Everybody yes. has to get paper dolls. Meet us on Zoom Tuesday, August 2nd. Mm-hmm. And we're going to sit and chat with you about these dolls. <laughs> and now we're going to chat about this hymn. So you yep. have to... Yes. Tune back in and see all that we learned about how, how can, can I keep, keep from singing. singing. All right. Thank you, Kara. We'll see you on August 2nd. We can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so looking forward to it. Oh, oh, thank good. you for <laughs> being here. Thank you for um, spending time with us. We really enjoyed talking with you. Bye, everyone. Bye, Kara. Oh, that was so nice. Don't you think we could talk to her for hours? Yes. Yes. I mean, the book club may end up going all night. We told her it would only be an hour. I mean, we really did. We were like, it'll be an hour, hour and 15 minutes. How long do you think people want to talk for? But, like, seriously, there's a lot to talk about. And yeah. she was, she's just an interesting woman, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm really impressed with, like, any anybody who creates something, anybody who has a project and they really see it to fruition. Right. Whether it's, like, making a dress. Right. Sewing or writing or, I mean, anything. I just find that, you know. That perseverance right. to stick with something, that's impressive. Yeah, I think so too. And just go from beginning to end. I, I mean, know. when you think of all the things in the world that can just get stopped along the way. Of course. I feel like I've started a thousand mm-hmm. books in my lifetime. Mm-hmm. Maybe not a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Paper dolls. We're gonna do. We're gonna get together on Tuesday, August second. Let us know that you want in. Mm-hmm. Send us an email. We're him talk twin talk at gmail.com. We already heard from a few pe- few people who want in. I know. I'm so excited. So we'll send you like a Zoom link before August second. I feel like we could have readers from like all over the world. I know. Tell us where someone already has written to we us. We already heard from someone from India who wants in on it. Although we have to work on the time. I know. Zone. I yeah. don't I mean we we can't be meeting at like three in the morning. No, she it might not work out for her, but I hope she sets her alarm and joins us. All right. So now back to this hymn. Yep. Back to this hymn that Kara loved that has brought her comfort. Right. So And nothing nothing can stop us from singing. Right. I or love nothing that. should stop us. I love yeah. that. So when we started the episode, we said, do you know it? Mm-hmm. And then we said, what do you call it? Yeah. And the next question is, where have you sung it? Mm-hmm. So the interesting thing is that Robert Lowry, the man who created the music for it, was a Baptist minister. He, and that's what he wanted to do in life. He wanted to be known as a Baptist preacher. And so both of us have attended Baptist churches almost our whole life. Yeah. And never have heard the song. Never. And I heard it this year for the first time in my Catholic school that I teach in. So I'm listening to it and I'm totally thinking it's a Catholic hymn. Right. You know, you know, can you think of like some Catholic hymns that we know are done at Catholic churches? You know, like on Eagle's Wings. Right. And isn't Here I Am Lord? Yeah, that's yeah. I kind of always picture them right. in in Catholic churches. Uh but in, and here we have this Catholic hymn. Yeah. Written by a Baptist minister. Well, I said that there was it had almost like an identity crisis. Right. Like it didn't right. really know what kind of song right. it was. Right. I find that those opening notes, dum 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 dum, for some musical people, it would be so do re mi. I hear oh Danny boy. Oh, oh Danny boy, my life flows on in endless. Yes, song. that's exactly the same note. It's the same four notes, and. It's kind of a hymn, but I think it was more of a folk song. Do you right. know the song? When love is found and hope draws near. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, those four notes. Mm-hmm. And I actually think that's why they it's called like a folk song, because I think it reminds people of those songs. Right, right, right. Because it was definitely written for the church. I mean, it was, it was, it was a religious song. Right. All right, so let's 
Do you want to sing the refrain? Let's sing some something of this. I so feel that like people we need to it. sing a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So the song sometimes the song doesn't even have a refrain. Mm-hmm. It just goes through as verses. But in most versions, we do see that there's a repeated section. It is the refrain. It's unclear whether Lowry even meant it to be that way. Right. But we're gonna sing it. Okay. No storm can shake my inmost gum. While to that rock I'm clinging, since Christ is Lord of heaven and earth, how can I keep from singing? I mean, those words are powerful. No storm can shake my inmost calm. calm. And then we're clinging to the rock, which reminds me of Rock of Ages. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's quite the hymn. Mm -hmm. Since Christ is Lord of of heaven heaven and earth. earth. We are proclaiming his kingship right here. What a great reminder. Mm -hmm. A great reminder right there. So this Baptist minister, Robert Lowry, finds the words. He finds these this poem. I know. So the poems were published in 1868 in the New York Observer, and they were attributed to a woman by the name of Pauline T. And over the years, we have found in our research that they were attributed to different people. Sometimes it was anonymous. In many books, Robert Lowry is the author of the words. Right. And there's another source that we found that credits Anna Warner, another poet, She's the poet who wrote this famous song, Jesus Loves Me, this female Mm. poet. But I really think it's this mysterious Pauline T. from the New York Observer. Right. All, even though there's many discrepancies and errors all these years, I mean, I do think all signs point to this Pauline T., but we don't know who she is. And the title of that poem was called... Always rejoicing, rejoicing, which is a great title. I know, but it never says those words in the the, the poem. That's the message behind it. You are always rejoicing. Mm -hmm. How can you stop? Mm -hmm. How can I keep from singing? So we don't know anything about Pauline T., but luckily, Robert Lowry is a gem. Oh, my gosh. We <laughs> love Robert Lowry. Well, and you know what? Actually, Kelly really loves him. I do. It's kind of weird, though, that we haven't talked about him. He is huge in the gospel world. He worked with I, a ton of people. I mean, uh, Ira Sankey, he was a contemporary of Ira Sankey's. Why haven't we talked about him? I mean, him? we are on episode 59, and mm-hmm. the idea that we are just starting with Robert Lowry is kind of surprising. Do you want to hear some of the hymns that he wrote besides How Can I Keep From Singing? Listen to his resume. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Awesome. Shall we gather at the river? Christ arose. Up from the grave he arose. One of my favorite hymns. I don't even know why we haven't done that yet on the show. Uh, I think we're saving it. Yeah, we're saving it. It's such a good one. Christ arose. Low in the grave he lay. Jesus, my Savior, Waiting the coming day, Jesus, my Lord, dum dum bum dum, up from the grave he arose with a mighty triumph for his foes. We love it. We do. I can remember being a kid and loving yep. it. No, Robert Lowry, and still to this day, I love it. And this is this guy. So let's learn about this guy. Oh yeah, we have to hear okay. more about Robert Lowry. Robert Lowry was born on March 12, 1826 in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was known to be very musical as a child. He would just pick up instruments. He was very, very musical. He was very smart. He ended up going to university. Now, I thought this was super interesting. Okay. Fun fact, maybe? Yeah. This He went to the University of Lewisburg. Which opened in the basement of the First Baptist Church of Lewisburg. Oh, that's funny. Can you imagine becoming a university in the basement of our church? The school's first commencement was held August 20th, 1851, for a graduating class of seven men. And among the board members attending... Here's a fun fact. ...was the 15th president of the United States, James James Buchanan. Buchanan. That's crazy. Now, they describe this university as being carved out of the wilds of Pennsylvania. And it is true. From Philadelphia, the journey in those years involved traveling by stagecoach, canal boat, unheated train, 
And the whole journey lasted about 25 hours from Philadelphia to Lewisburg. So I love Philadelphia. I feel like I would want to visit Philadelphia, but to get to this university is still a two and a half hour drive through Pennsylvania. Right. Well, better than... A 25-hour commute. Yeah, two and a half is okay. You end up going through Allentown. Yeah. Where's our captain? Or we could just fly there. We could. This is your captain speaking. Okay, so this University of Lewisburg in 1881 was facing a real severe financial crisis. And the university turned to William Bucknell, who was Mm -hmm. a charter member of the Board of Trustees for Help. His generous donation of $50,000 saved the university from ruin. And for the remainder of his life, he gave generously to the university until in 1886, those trustees voted unanimously to change the name from University of Lewisburg to Bucknell University. University. Now, Lowry went to the school and he ended up going back there as a professor. And they gave him an honorary degree, and he was called Dr. Lowry from then on. Mm. In fact, in all of my research about him, they just referred to him as the doctor. Wow. And I was like, what doctor? Which doctor? He got the honorary degree of DD. So let me just tell you a little bit about, about his work, because for him, he wanted to be known as a minister. This is what they said about him. He was a man who had a rare administrative ability. Okay. Now, we know how important that is as a pastor of a church. Yeah. He had a rare administrative ability. But I also feel like... Wait, uh, there's more. Okay. He was a most excellent preacher. He was a thorough Bible student. He was a brilliant and interesting speaker. He had a genial and pleasing disposition. Wow. And he had a high sense of humor. Wow, he sounds like an awesome guy. He was super funny. (laughs) So, all the while, he's creating hymns, he's writing hymns, he's writing sermons. And um, this is kind of a musical nerd moment, Carrie. Oh, wow, we haven't had one of these in a while. M&M's, always fun. (laughs) M&M's. So, he wanted to reduce music to a mathematical basis. So, he knew that middle C had 256 vibrations per second. And so he prepared a scale and went to work on the rule of three. After infinite calculations and repeated experiments, he carried it far enough to discover that it couldn't work. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know you feel like I made that up, but I didn't. I totally read it. I just feel like a beautiful mind. Like he's like working and working and trying to get something to work. And it just doesn't. Well, that's what we were talking about. People who actually take projects and finish them. <laughs> Robert Laurie couldn't finish He's it. He's not one of those. He's not. No. He did other things. No, but I think this is interesting, and I have a quote from him. Oh, good. <clears throat> Attention. So please. someone asked him, how do you write the hymns? Do you fit the write the words mm-hmm. to fit music, or do you have the music to fit the words? Mm-hmm. And you know what he says? No. He says, I have no method. <laughs> Okay, there's more. I really hope there's more. He says, sometimes the music comes and the words follow, fitting insensibly to the melody. He says, I watch my moods, and when anything good strikes me, whether words or music, and no matter where I am, at home or on the street, I jot it down. Often the margin of a newspaper or the back of an envelope serves as my notebook. He says, my brain is a sort of spinning machine, I think, for there is music running through it all the time. I do not pick out my music on the keys of an instrument. The tunes of nearly all the hymns I have written have been completed on paper before I even tried them on the organ. And frequently, the words of the hymn and the music have been written at the same time. Wow. So a little, little bit of musical nerd moment, and I did mm. love hearing about his composing process. I mean, I just feel like he's so gifted musically. I mean, right. to have those skills. Now, the funny thing about Lowry, I think I just I said this earlier, is yeah. that he wanted to be known as I, a pastor. Right. And he's not. He's well, known maybe, as a hymn writer. Maybe in Lewisburg or Philadelphia he is. All right, so the thing is, is that I went and researched Lewisburg. I went to research his the Park yeah, Ave Church okay. in New Jersey. Okay. I researched Bucknell University. No one mentions him. That's a travesty. Poor guy. 
Yeah. Poor guy. So, but he says, if you asked him um, what was his best hymn. Okay. He doesn't say this. He doesn't say Christ arose. All those ones we mentioned. Right. Okay. He what says his best, yeah. most evangelical hymn is called Weeping Will Not Save Me. Ah. The all-time favorite. <laughs> <laughs> do you know this hymn? No, I do not know it. How many hymnals is it even in? Robert Lowry, Weeping Will Not Save Me. It appears in 62 hymnals. Okay, that's not bad. It's not bad. And this is his opinion of his best. But he loves it. Right. And I think when he says it's his most evangelical hymn, I think he's going to that definition from another century where, where evangelical was, you know, evangelizing. Like, I'm telling you who Jesus is and what he has done for you. Do you want to hear this song? Yeah. This is Low Lowry's most evangelical hymn. And he wrote the words and the music. Yes. Weeping will not save me, though my face were bathed in tears. That could not allay my fears, could not wash the sins of years. Weeping will not save me. Jesus bled and died for me. Jesus suffered on the tree. Jesus waits to make me free. He alone can save me. I think that Robert Lowry loved this hymn. He was proud of this hymn because it, it spoke so firmly of the truth of who Jesus Christ is right. and what he has done. Now, we're going to share this music on social media, but if you'll see that the first verse says, weeping will not save me. The second verse says, working will not save me. Third verse is, waiting will not save me. Now, listen to the fourth verse, because finally, Lowry says, what can what, save What is going to do it? Yeah. Ready? Faith in Christ will save me. Trust in him, the risen one. Trust the work that he has done. To his arms I now may run. Faith in Christ will save me. I mean, he is giving exactly what you need to do. He is right. telling you. It's in this, in this hymn. He's telling you who Jesus is, what he did, and what we need to do. Right. And what we can't do, which right. is save ourselves. I right. love it. And I feel like there is a place for these words. I actually think the words are awesome. Maybe the tune is a little outdated. Yeah. And if we could take these words, Kara, and, and do a more Something contemporary tune. I mean, the words are kind of tricky, Cal. I mean, we're talking about weeping. Your face is bathed in tears. I actually think the best verse is the fourth. Right. The fourth verse. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I, we could spend so much more talking, more time talking about Robert Lowry. I know. I mean, you know, we throw around the hashtag him legend. I kind of think he is. I know. Even though we don't know who wrote the words, we're going to dig into these words. Yeah. They are beautiful. They are comforting. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And of course, they praise the Lord. So let's look. Verse 1. So verse 1, my life flows on in endless song above earth's lamentation. I hear the sweet though far off him that hails a new creation. Mm -hmm. Now, the message here is just a reason why we can't si stop singing. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think, what the whole message here is. We can't stop singing. And why? Well, right here, it's because God makes it possible for us to be a new creation. Mm -hmm. What does the Bible <laughs> say? We know that the world is full of sin, so we have lamentations. Micro 2 verse 4, it just says we are utterly ruined. We are utterly ruined because of sin. And then what does God do? Well, he makes us a new creation. In 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 18, we have forgiveness. We have the promise of forgiveness. Mm -hmm. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Mm -hmm. That's our promise. The old has gone and the new is here. It's the new creation. So now verse 2 is through all the tumult and the strife. I hear that music ringing. It finds an echo in my soul. 
how can I keep from singing? Right. And the reason that we can't stop singing is because Jesus is a refuge in our storms. And I love that it, the, the words say through all the tumult mm-hmm. and the strife, through everything bad that happens in our life, we still hear the music ringing. Um, and of course, we can look to the Psalms, chapter 46, verses 1 to 3. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. I mean, we have that confidence. He is present and he will help us. Mm-hmm. How can I keep from singing? Right. Then verse 3. What though my joys and comforts die, the Lord my Savior liveth. <laughs> what though the darkness gather round, songs in the night he giveth. I mean, and this is right from the Bible. Okay? Yeah. This is right from the Bible. This is in Job And it's chapter 35, verse 10. But no one says, where is God, my maker, who gives songs in the night? Wow. He gives songs in the night. Right. So actually, when we are in those times of darkness and in those times of struggle, when we do sing, those songs came from him. He gave them to us. Right. He's giving us the songs. So how can I keep from singing? We can't keep from singing Mm -hmm. because he's giving us the songs. Mm Mm-hmm. And then the fourth verse, the peace of Christ Mm -hmm. makes fresh my heart, a fountain ever springing. All things are mine since I am his. How can I keep from singing? Mm. So the reason why we can't sing, can't stop singing is because the peace of Christ is in us. We have the peace of Christ. I mean, there are so many verses about the peace of Christ. But let's look at the book of Philippians chapter four, verses six through seven. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mm. I feel like that is a message that someone needs to hear today. Mm. One of our listeners, this is your reminder that you do not need to be anxious. You have the peace of God inside you. And Jesus Christ will guard your hearts and your minds. Mm. Now, it's funny because maybe people who go to our Baptist church, people mm-hmm. people like us, mm-hmm. maybe they don't know this hymn. But I do find that people might know it. It has made a crossover to secular music. Right. Now, we call these hymns crossover, crossover hymns. hymns. Now, it's unfortunate because when it made its crossover to pop music or folk music, however Mm -hmm. you want, whatever genre you want to put it in, really Christ was taken out of it. Right. Um, Which makes me a little sad because it's such a beautiful song. But when you sing those words, how can I keep from singing? Like, what is the answer? It's a question. How can I keep from singing? But someone who's not looking at it through the lens of Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. would have other reasons. You know, it's just kind of hope or happiness or joy but it's not jesus right and that is exactly what happened to this song yeah it was performed by pete seeger now pete seeger heard words by his family friend it was a friend of his grandmother and these new words were attributed to her her name was doris plen and it you know pete seeger was known as being a singer songwriter he was so active in social issues and in many ways he was considered a radical mm-hmm. um he was actually thrown into jail now i don't know pete seeger i don't know his heart <laughs> i don't know where he was at but he did turn this song into something that certainly wasn't the original intention it was not praising god right and i'm sure some of our listeners know yep. pete seeger more than we do he lived from 1919 to 2014 yep. and he's known as being an american folk singer and a social activist yeah and he was big like during the vietnam protests mm-hmm. during the civil rights movement mm-hmm. I mean, there's literally a biography about him written by David King Dunaway. It was written in 1982, and they called the book, the biography, How Can I Keep From Singing the Ballad of Pete Seeger? (laughs) So this is a man who is very much closely associated with this song. We'll We'll be sharing his version of the song. And he's famous for singing other songs that you might know, like Where Have All the Flowers Gone, Mm -hmm. If I Had a Hammer. Yeah. Now, another musical artist who made this song famous, and I actually love this version. It's it's 
haunting and beautiful. Mm -hmm. But again, the lyrics about Jesus have been changed. But the Irish singer Enya. Right. Now, are you familiar with Enya, Cal? Kind of. Now, her full name is Enya Patricia Brennan. She's an Irish singer, songwriter, and musician. And she really has just kind of pioneered this modern Celtic music. And it's beautiful. So she has done Pete Seeger's lyrics, so they're right. not about God. They're not religious. They're not a, a song you would sing in church. But the song, because of Pete Seeger and Enya, it definitely has this like kind of rallying support, mm-hmm. calling for support kind of thing. Now... This is kind of a fun fact. Okay. But Martin Sheen in 2007 was on Garrison Keillor's A Prairie Home Companion. Okay. And he decided to sing the song. He was so moved and impassioned by what was going on in Burma at the time. There were these riots and these Burmese monks were rioting and they were being killed. It was a horrible time for the people of Burma. And he was so moved by it, he actually sang the song sort of in dedication, in recognition of what was happening in Burma. And that was in 2007. And he said that was his first time singing in public at all. Wow. And he sang on the radio program. And we actually have a recording of it so we can share it. Yeah. All right, so I have a little bit of another fun fact. Okay. Because this is so interesting to me. When Enya recorded the song, she was actually sued Mm -hmm. for copyright infringement. She heard heard the song and thought it was a traditional shaker hymn, and she assumed it was in the public domain. Right, right. And we said that when we were talking to Kara. Mm -hmm. There's been sort of mistakes all along with this thing. So in this court case in 1992, they later clarified that it was not a shaker hymn, It was not a Quaker hymn. It was a Sunday school song written by the Reverend Robert Lowry, and it was published in a songbook he edited titled Bright Jewels for the Sunday School. Now, because Seeger presented the new verse as being public domain, the court decided that Plen had lost her rights and Enya could use the verse without paying royalties. Big, th- big things with this hymn. I know, and poor Enya. I think she's just like I, I thought. I liked it, you know. Right. I don't yeah. think anybody was trying to do anything nefarious. Yeah. Now we have a really special treat for our guest I know. performance. This is something really special. Mm-hmm. And you know, I told my students they were going to be on my podcast, and they were so excited. Oh, they're so cute. They're so excited. So. For those of you who don't know, I teach part-time at a Catholic high school here in Massachusetts. And this song, How Can I Keep From Singing, is part of our repertoire. We sing it often. And so, for our guest performance today, you're going to hear my students from the Bishop Fenwick Concert Choir singing, How Can I Keep From Singing.
right, so tell us, how many kids are in your choir? So school is pretty much let out. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, bring these kids back to sing for us. Aww. And uh, they were very excited. They're great students. They kind of do everything I ask of them. So awesome. <laughs> so unlike my kids Our that live children. at home. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, and um, they love the song. They have a really fun time singing it, and they love the harmonies that we've added. Yeah. And our, our school population, our community likes when we sing it, too. And it really does speak to us as singers. Right. It speaks to my students as singers. How can we not sing? Mm -hmm. How can we not sing when we know the truth of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done? We have to respond with praise. So I think we're pretty much done for today. This was a great episode. Thank you, Kara, for bringing it to our attention. Yes. It really is something I don't think we ever would have done. No, and now that we know it, we're going to bring it to our church and we'll be able to sing it there too. So, I mean, if we wanted to just pick a verse about singing and praising God, there's so many in there's the Bible. There's so many. There's so many. There's and we so love many. all of them. But we want to end with a scripture verse, and we think it's really fitting to do the scripture verse that we've picked as our hymn talk, twin talk theme verse. Theme. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is the one that sort of inspired this whole podcast. Mm -hmm. This is this verse is behind every episode. Mm -hmm. It's Psalm 104 verse 33. I will sing to the Lord all my life. I will sing praise to my God as long as I live. If we're singing praise to God as long as we live, then we can absolutely say, how can I keep from singing? And there's so many reasons. There's so many so reasons. Many reasons. Yeah. 10,000 reasons? Oh, okay, yeah, that's another <laughs> song. That's a different song. <laughs> All right, so we are done. We'll we're be done. back in a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And hey, let us know if you want in on the book club. Yes. Yep. And let us know if you know the song and what the title is and where you've sung it. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Thank you, Kara, for bringing it to us. We love it. Mm -hmm. All right. We'll see you in a couple of weeks, everyone. Bye. Bye.